Hello, and welcome to another edition of Heart to Art, a podcast designed to get to the heart of the art teachers. I'm your host, Dave Tarzan. We're back, and what a long, strange trip it's been, right? To all the teachers out there, you're our heroes right now. You're, you're, you're our heroes. And this week I have a hero named Megan Glass from Mercer Elementary School in Mercer, Pennsylvania. You're in a town of about 1,800 people, correct? Yeah, it's very small. It's a small town. And you have some really cool programs that you do for the community. Yes. Love to hear about that. Yes, absolutely. But before we visit with Megan, a couple of shameless Art Sonia plugs. First, face masks. We're making custom face masks for kids all around the country. Bunches of them. Thousands and thousands of face masks. So um, get your orders in. Um, be clever. And uh, Christmas is coming fast. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Halloween hasn't quite passed us by, but holiday season is upon us. And uh, that's when the schools can raise the most money for their art programs. So I'm just letting you in on that. Uh, Megan and I actually talk about that a little bit later. So uh, speaking of Megan, let's get back to Megan. I initially wanted to bring Megan onto the podcast because of her activism in her small town. Listen to this. I've been doing this project since uh, I guess it would have been 20, 2012 was the first time I did that with my students in fifth and sixth grade. We, we have a beautiful large courthouse in our town and we display them. It's right in the center of our town. We display the pinwheels and it's, it's really nice. It's good for the kids. We talk about peace and how we can be peacemakers. And, and I just, I really love that project. I did it when I a student taught and it just kind of stayed with me and just uh, this past year should have been our second uh, pause for art show. Unfortunately, I set the entire art show up and that was the day that PA, Pennsylvania, we shut down. Was that and like the, the 13th of March? Yes, it was the 13th of March. Uh, and art 13th. show was the 14th and it oh. did not happen, but... We did have it in 2019, February of 2019, and we raised over $4,000 for our local animal shelter, and it was a huge hit. How about that? $4,000 to a town of 1,800 people for a pets adoption center. That's huge. Now, listen to what Megan did for the year um, after the uh, pandemic set in. This is interesting. And even though we didn't get to have our in-person art show in March, we still raised over $1,500 in pre-sales of the artwork. So it was still great, but it was, it was a little heartbreaking not to be able to show off our artwork. I did put some of the artwork up in the halls for, to greet the kids when they were coming back, but it, it was so great last year. I wish we could have done it again this year, but it, it was wonderful. We had vendors come and, and we had the big art show and people could pre-buy their children's artwork. 
there was community members who came in and purchased some of the artwork that the kids decided to put up for sale. And then I just had some kids who just wanted to show their artwork. So they were able to display the artwork. And some of the artwork was just of uh, different projects that we did that included just cats or dogs or both. And then the older grades, my fifth and sixth graders, we created artwork using either photos or their own drawings of the animals that were actually in the shelter. Quick thinking, Megan, quick thinking. Way to keep the advocacy alive. Okay. Now, I want to switch tone a little bit. Now, Megan uh, has been teaching um, back at her school face-to-face uh, -face for um, since school opened this year. So I wanted to talk to her about what she was going through um, since school has opened. Rural area of Pennsylvania, um, you're seeing about 500 students a week, somewhere in there, it's 550? Yes, correct. And you are face-to-face. -face. Yes, I am face-to-face. -face. I see 29 different classes in a week. <laughs> That's so much hard for, That's hard. <laughs> it is hard. It is. How many, how many different uh, class levels? I have K through six. Okay, so that is um, a, a variety of different lessons. Yes, it is. Seven, seven different lessons to prep for. So I've learned this year to be a little bit more flexible with that than in years past. So. Now, is the whole school um, uh, face to face or are there options? Well, it is all face-to-face. -face. We do have an online academy that the kids could choose to do, but that is, it's outsourced. So us as our teachers in our district do not have to teach online at this time. So how is it going so far? So far, it's going really well. Uh, the kids were just so happy to be back and that they've been really great behaviors really have been at a, a very a minimum i mean uh just really i i honestly think the kids are, are happy to be back in their their routine and be back at school obviously there's you know been new challenges with working in the school face to face and trying to social distance and trying to figure out what that means in the art room as far as sharing supplies and cleaning supplies. It's definitely been a lot more work in that respect. And I have a lot less help this year because of not being able to have volunteers in the school. But I, I hate to complain because I really am so grateful to be back in the classroom with the kiddos. What, what is the, the toughest challenge you see? Right now, it really is having no help. I'm like a one woman show. And normally I have student helpers come. I have, I have great students. They want to come during recess time and help me with things around my room. That's like the norm for them. I have kids begging to come help. So I would usually take a few kids every day during the recess time, the older kids, like fourth through sixth grade. But I can't do that now because they would come in when I would have another class, but I can't mix the classes at this time. So I don't have my usual recess helpers. I used to have helpers from the high school. We have this great program. It's like a senior volunteer program. They would send a senior 
to the elementary school and they could sign up for a certain classroom or a teacher and they would be assigned to them the whole year. So I usually would get one or two senior volunteers that would help me like hang things in the hallway, upload for Artsonia and different things like that. So I'm just, I'm really missing my extra hands this year. I wanted to find out how it's different this year using Artsonia compared to last year and the years before. Normally I normally I would put a senior volunteer on that. I would train like one of my senior volunteers to be specifically the Artsonia person who would upload a lot of that. And I would upload some as well, but it took some of the burden for the younger kids. The older kids, we would share, I have a couple iPads in my classroom and we would share the iPads and just take turns uploading in the classroom. Now we are just, we are not one-to-one yet and we are supposed to be going one-to-one, but as you could probably imagine, there's been a big shortage of technology. So um, we should be getting Chromebooks and different things like that Um, for our students. It was supposed to be at the end of October, early November, Still haven't heard about that, but I'm hoping once the kids are one-to-one that we can take some time in class and for the older kids anyways, and we can upload. And I think that would be helpful for me to be able to be there and show them the proper way to do that. And so that way, if we ever were to go back online again, it would be easier for them to do it at home. Do you and your volunteer upload all of your students' artwork? Yes, we upload it all, even if the students are not um, signed up through their parents. I still upload it in hopes that they will eventually sign up. Every year I give out new permission forms and I, I type up a letter to the parents explaining what it is and why we do it and why it's important. And I explain to them, you know, it's a way to keep their artwork digitally forever. So even if you haven't signed up yet, you could sign up today and see your child's artwork from the last three years or four years or whatever. Something Megan just said made me want to look this up. Arts in the schools equal better SAT scores. And this is a factoid. Students with four years of arts or music in high school average 100 points better on their SAT scores than students with one half year or less. Better scores are found in all three portions of the test, math, reading, and writing. I feel like Megan's actions are advocating for that, helping the community understand that a little bit more. We need the parents involved. All right, moving on. Now I want to talk about an issue um, we're having in, in Artsonia. Uh, of how to take a picture of your artwork. It seems like Megan has gone through a few lessons. Now, do you have, when you take the pictures, do you, um, do you just set them on the table in front of light or in front of the window and take it that way? Or do you have a light booth or? Usually I do. I don't, I don't feel like I really need, I, I feel like when I first started doing it, I was very technical about it. And I was very careful about my lighting. And then as things got like busier, I was like, you know what? It's hanging up in the hallway. It's upright. I'm just going to take a photo in the hallway. And then 
I realized, eh, you know what, this looks pretty good. I even tried like scanning them before and trying different ways, but honestly, just taking the iPad and just trying to hold it up level while artworks already like put up in the hall seems to be the quickest, most efficient way for me. Also, if you're using a computer laptop, instead of picking the computer up to take a picture of the artwork, pick up the artwork and hold it in front of the computer. Then take the picture. So, Megan, what's coming up in the near future? So we're doing lots of different fall projects. I'm trying to start to think ahead. I always have to remind myself how much earlier I have to work ahead, but I love to do a nice like holiday or Christmassy project early November so I can get those up. So that way, if parents want to order like ornaments or Christmas cards through Artsonia, that I can have those uploaded beforehand. I always get most of my funds right around Christmas time. I have so many, so many families in my district that use that as like presents for the holidays with, you know, whatever they're celebrating. It seems that a lot of, of my funds come around December. The holiday season is the best time of the year to raise funds for your art program. Now, I know this year's been hard for the teachers and the students and, and the folks at home, but I want to make a pitch. We need art in our homes right now. We, we need to decorate and beautify our immediate surroundings. And what a better way to color our world than with our kids' imagination. And with Art Sony, you can help uh, raise money for your art program at the same time. So just keep us in mind. A huge thank you goes out to Megan Glass, our frontline hero of the day, for taking the time out of her schedule to talk to us about what's happening in our new world age. Thank you, Megan, for joining us. And uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Heart to Art is produced by Artsonia, the world's largest museum for kids' art. With almost 80 million pieces of art featured on our website, we have raised over $10 million for children's arts education. Our mission is to bring communities together to celebrate children's artistic expressions. Until next week, bye now.